Who here enjoys a long story about a bridge? I'm kidding. Every time Daniel went to wear his brand new Jordans, demons made sure that the weather was never appropriate. On three occasions within the last two weeks, he had looked at the new shoes and said to them, Tomorrow, you. And then every morning after, the forecast showed downpour, rain that would frighten small children. One day, fed up, he decided he would wear them, waterproofed, of course. And it rained harder than anyone had ever seen before. Rained so hard he couldn't even see the bus when he stepped into the street. It would be the last time that he would wear those Jordans. His last words were worth it. Alright, so we talked about the very long stretch of unemployment and something that I wanted to do for a really long time while that whole year was happening. Well, shit before it, but we're going to get there. I have been waiting to get a job so that my family and I can move. This apartment is... It's, it's funny looking back. Um, I had a lot of frustrating times. So let's start at the beginning. When we moved in to our current apartment, um, my credit was mid-low fives. Not proud of it, but that was the case. And unfortunately, my uh, wife, who we were still just dating back then, was pregnant. And uh, we really wanted to be able to have our baby shower in our own apartment. So, our baby shower was going to be in July, and uh, now it is May of 2018, and um, we find this uh, guy, because for the first time, I've done a lot of moving in my adult life, um, and I want to say since 2012, I have pretty much just used Craigslist to move. Part of that, no, no, I'll be honest, uh, because my credit was bad. And I knew that the chances of me getting an apartment on my own were slim to none. Um, I didn't even really want to try to co-sign on a lease or anything because I was so ashamed. I didn't want my friends or whomever might want to live with me to know how bad my credit was. But unfortunately, we were in a situation where we needed to find a place just for us, no roommates, because there was going to be a kid. And um, yeah, so I had to tell my wife uh, about my credit, which was a first. We had a lot of firsts, though. Um, she's the first woman that I just gave all of the ugly stuff that you generally try to hold on to for fear that someone will be less attracted to you or something. She was the, the first woman that I just dumped my ugly on her, like, this is me. Now you see me. So, 
we're looking, we end up getting in contact with, uh, I'm pretty sure he was a real estate broker. We paid him a broker's fee, a very large broker's fee. Um, but the first place that we met him at was this nice little, um, I think it was a one bedroom. And we were looking for two bedrooms because, you know, uh, one for the child, one for us. But this one bedroom looked nice enough that I was like, okay, so we could um, probably just live here for like a year. And because like for a decent amount of time, not not that long, your kids like in your bedroom anyway, in um, the bassinet. So I was like, okay, maybe we can make this one bedroom last for a year. And then we'll look for another place. And then because I'm stupid, I didn't realize um, that my credit wasn't just going to magically turn around in a year. So it is actually really good <laughs> that we uh, didn't try that because, oh my. Um, so we, we meet this guy, and uh, we like the place. I tell him about my credit. I show him my credit karma and all my stuff. I'm like, this is what it is, so that we don't have to go running my credit all over town. So do you think that this will get us approved? And I wasn't trying to like hold him to it or anything, but really I'm just like, have the dude look at this, and if what I'm saying is true, do you think that we will be able to get approved? He says yes. And I do want to say this guy's name. His name is Nathan Kotal. Uh, last name spelled C-O-T-A-L. Um, and he was working for Box Street Properties, if they're still in business. I'm not going to look them up just because that's a little too much effort. But um, the man was clearly on drugs. Like, from the sniffling to witchiness and whatnot, everything about him, both of us, it was clear, um, that man's on drugs, and now we're gonna give him a lot of money. Um, so we get denied for the first place, and I was mad because it was a hundred dollar application fee, so that's two hundred dollars just gone, and, uh, I don't even think it was like before, because I'm pretty positive they ran our credit again for the second place. But I was so mad, and we went out with him the next day to look at another place. My wife was really devastated, because she had kind of like set her mind on that place. Because he told us that we would get it. Um, then we find our current place. And it's a railroad apartment. When we walked in, it was huge for the money. $1,800 is pretty cheap in New York City. The, the space was huge, especially compared to the one bedroom that we had just been denied for. So we were like, huh. And he was trying to get us back on board with like, hey, sorry that I basically lied to you. And so he was pretty confident that we could get this place. And we're like, okay. So of course, for those who have rented, you gotta give first month. We also had to pay an $1,800 broker's fee. And then we had to pay two months security deposit. How much is all that if you add it up? If you said $7,200, you are correct. And it's funny because we had to come off 
almost as much money for our new apartment, even though, yeah, we'll get there. So, we, we get the, uh, the okay, and then he sends us a lease. Now, we wanted the move-in date to be June 1st. June 1st? July 1st. There we go. Um, I'm looking at our whole email chain with this Nathan character. And um, he sends us the lease, but it's got uh, June 20th on it. And, like, who moves in on June 20th? So we were like, can he change the date to July 1st, please? We weren't planning on moving in until July. And uh, he goes, oh, okay, I'll get that fixed. I'll call you right back. Calls back. Now, the landlord for our current apartment, he knew our situation. He knew that we were a couple expecting a child very shortly. Um, we were honest, but I was employed for like four years at the place that I was at. So he comes back and he says, oh, he, uh, he put that date there intentionally because that means you got to pay $600 because it's June 20th to July 1st. So he, he hit us up for an extra $600 at the last minute. And he's like, yeah, I got another person interested. Oh, these people are Asian. I do want to point that out. They are the worst example of how Asians can be. Um, so yeah, he, he basically held us up. I remember getting that phone call in an old office. And when he told me that that dude did that shit on purpose, I almost started cursing in the middle of the office. I had to run out on my phone. All that was running through my mind is you tell him go fuck himself to death. Um, but my wife really just wanted to be done with apartment hunting. And um, so I sucked it up. And I got to tell you, it still makes me mad to this day that I sucked that up. Especially when I think about everything that we've been through after that because it started bad it's like i can think of a couple of relationships one in particular it started bad so what the fuck did i think was gonna happen as time went on so we signed the lease we move in when we signed the lease i specifically asked because it gave me a phone number I asked uh, about the superintendent's information. We live over a restaurant, which I will never do again. It might actually be cool somewhere else, but uh, I would never do it again based on how this situation went. Um, he told us that the super lived on the first floor because there's nothing on the first floor of this building except the door. So, okay, it's safe to assume that's where the super lives. Now, I've lived here long enough to know what's behind that door now. There is no super. That door leads to the Chinese food restaurant that we live above. He lied. And he gave me a phone number that didn't work. But I didn't call it in front of him because I trusted him. Shame on me. I remember the first month when we went to pay the rent. Um... He wasn't, like, returning my, my phone calls or my text messages, but I didn't want to be late and get hit with a fee. So 
It was weird to me that I had to go out of my way to try to pay him. And finally, I ended up going into the Chinese food restaurant and I was like, can someone get a hold of the landlord of this building, please? I think at this point, I had learned there was no super, but I was like, I'm trying to pay him. It's weird. It's weird that I have to chase you down to pay you money. But I also kind of just assumed, yes, because he was Asian, that he was intentionally trying to get me to pay a late fee. And I think it's 50 bucks. I would know because we've never paid late. So, we find out they lied about the super. We didn't even think about the buzzer. There is no buzzer on our building. Now, I don't really like a lot of companies, so that wasn't really a big deal to me. But we did assume that even without a buzzer, we would be able to get our mail delivered fairly easily. We found out immediately that UPS had a hard time getting in our building. And whether it was our bed frame, our cell phones, um, diapers, some baby food, uh, a lot of stuff that had to do with our kid. And some of it was like kind of urgent. Um, we went through this thing where UPS didn't have a key and we had this horrible little driver. I wanted to kill that man. I used to have dreams about fucking him up and he would just always leave a note on the door because he didn't have a key and he wasn't going to take the time to call. I asked and I knew it was a big ask, but I was like, can you like call or text or something? Uh, he never did. Um, later, a different UPS driver after tens of hours on the phone, like we've lived here uh, almost four years now. Almost four? Jesus, my math sucks. Almost three. And um, in that time, I've spent so much time on the phone with UPS. I've spoken to his supervisor repeatedly because there was some shit that he did that was clearly personal. But I didn't like him fucking with like kids diapers and stuff like that gifts that I've bought for my wife that I've had to because here's what happens if he leaves a note on the door two times then they take it over to this place called Mazpeth Queens which is far but it's the closest UPS facility to our home so that facility closes their uh, package pickup at six o'clock, I believe. And the only way to get there by six is to leave work early. So several times I've had to leave work in Manhattan early to go to Mazpath, which isn't accessible by the subway so that I can pick up my package if they give it to me because sometimes she's a bitch back there. If you've ever been to UPS, I think it all, it's universal. And then get an Uber back home. And I've done that more times than I can count in the past three years. Because he doesn't have a key. Even if he wasn't a dick. So Amazon, originally Amazon didn't want to let me not have UPS deliver. They were like, you can't do that. We don't, it doesn't work like that. Several phone calls later, finally, somebody's like, you know what? I can see all of your previous calls. I will go ahead and stop UPS. I had to do the same thing with Walmart, and no, they didn't do it on the first try either. It took them hearing from me saying, okay, well, relax, let's just see if you get it. And then on the third or fourth time, 
they look back on it and they're like, okay, clearly you didn't make it up. You have a very big issue with being delivered anything. My family doesn't like to send me mail. They prefer to send me money because of the fact that they don't know what we will and won't receive. And we don't particularly like to order certain things. We order a lot of Amazon because we know that they will text us. Uh, the United States Postal Service can get in the building. I gave the newer UPS truck driver a key that he stopped using for like a month, but then he started using again, and I'm like, did you lose it? I, I've been very confrontational. So that's just one more thing. Um, the roaches, oh my. So this is a big part of why I definitely wouldn't ever want to live above a restaurant again. Um, restaurant is nasty. Like we would eat there the first like week or so that we were here. And it didn't taste terrible, it wasn't good, but when you see how they treat their garbage and just like watching how they operate, it's gross. And they leave shit all around. So mice and roaches, we got a lot. Now, the first year it was much worse. I haven't really seen a roach in a couple of years. Um, not, not, not like what I'm about to describe. When we first got here, and I think I'll take half of the responsibility for this, we were, you know, new parents, a lot on our mind, and at night, we would leave our sink full of dishes because the nanny would come in the next morning and she would wash the dishes. But at night, if I got up and I went to the bathroom, like midnight-ish, the bathroom is right next to the sink. So turning on the light, which is outside of the bathroom, kind of uh, illuminates in a very horror movie way um, the sink in the kitchen. And the sink in the kitchen would look like some kind of Lord of the Flies scene. You know, like, um, I think there's an Indiana Jones movie with like a bunch of ants cover somebody and just eat the person and then they get off and you just see bones like the sink looked like the dude and the roaches were the ants and it would really bother me so I would not turn the light on when I would go to the bathroom even though I generally don't do that so that I don't wake myself all the way back up anyway um, and I've killed more mice in the past few years than I've ever fucking seen in my life if I haven't killed 30 mice in three years, then you could have fucking fooled me. Uh, I have been electrocuting them, which I do want to take a second to give a shout out to Vector. They're a company that makes mice traps. And uh, one day I found at a Home Depot, it looks like a little rectangle. And one half of it is the battery, which uh, operates on batteries. The other half has like, a little tunnel they walk in to get the treat that you place all the way at the back and uh, they're stepping on little plates so they get shocked to death and being able to open the top of the side that they die in and just like throw them away and then put more in there to kill them again great mousetrap best mousetrap I've ever had um, They've died many times by having their body cut in half by one of our many jagged teeth little traps. Um, the glue traps work very well, but it kind of sucks because they're still alive most of the time. 
And um, it seems weird uh, because as a kid, when my mom would get an occasional mouse, I grew up in Virginia, uh, I would take the trap that they were in and throw them into a garbage bag and go outside and beat that garbage bag on the sidewalk in front of our house. Now, I know I'm a psychopath, but now as an older man, I don't mind because I'm the guy and my wife really doesn't like dealing with dead mice. Um, but at the same time, like, all of, if there was joy in the kid beating the dead mouse on the sidewalk, there is no joy there now. It's just kind of, well, sorry about that. And the ones that were on a glue trap, sometimes I would throw them out the window because I know that there are cats out there. And uh, I would, and my wife would, watch um, the cats fight over and eat the mice that were on the glue traps. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another way that I've killed one. So many ways that they die, and of course, we've had the occasional exterminator come, but here's another issue. Our landlord doesn't pay um, any of the vendors that come into the apartment, so we have never seen... Oh, we have seen one person twice, but most of them we never see again because they don't get paid. Even though they come in and we tell them, hey, he doesn't pay people. I don't know if you know that. So, just get paid some of them we even told them we're like if he doesn't pay you tell us we'll pay you and we'll take it out of the rent but they don't do that they never do it I don't know why um, okay so we touched on the mice oh before I totally move on past this I do want to say like a, uh, a few no it was like two weeks ago um, I'm in bed and it's the middle of the night and I can hear something moving around in our room. And it's so much like, you know, I'm sitting there in the dark for a few minutes, like, am I losing my mind? Or is there something in this room? It's like if you heard footsteps, but you know you live alone, and you're like, I want to ignore that, but something is trying really hard to tell me it's in here with me. So eventually I get up and I turn on the light and my wife's like, what's going on? I was like, you don't hear that? There's something in this room. So I'm looking around, I can't find anything. And then finally I start hearing it and it's under the bed. Imagine being a child and definitely hearing something under the bed and you're like, oh, I know something's under there. Now I'm not a child, but I still really didn't want to get down on my knees and look at whatever it was that was going to greet me. And I get down and I see a mouse that's caught on a glue trap and he has been dragging himself all over our room under our bed and he's caught on my nightstand. He's still very much alive and he's been dragging himself so there's like some of his hair is like a trail of this slowly dying mouse who is struggling for what life he has left. And uh, I took him and I threw him out the window and let the cats eat him. Um, where else can we go from here? Ooh, let's talk about the heat. So the first winter was a kick in the face. Let's go back. The first, when we moved in, it was, because we didn't move in until the first week of July. And I think we moved in like July 3rd. There were no air conditioning units, and there is no central AC in a lot of places in New York. Um, we were sweating. 
And it really sucked because my wife was pregnant and they're already going through a lot. And it was like 90 something degrees that week. And so we were literally, we didn't have a mattress the first night. Uh, it took like a week for the bed frame to arrive. And without the air conditioning, I remember us uh, grabbing ice, you know, like those blue things that you freeze in the freezer. We're grabbing those. I remember wetting towels and putting them in the freezer and then taking them out so that she could lay on one and then I would put another one on top of her. Uh, and you know, they're only ice cold for a minute and then they start getting just wet. So you have to take them back to the freezer. It was no fun. But when the winter arrived, we were like, oh, thank goodness. Now it'll just be warm because the heat is taken care of by the building. So with what I've already told you about this building, you can imagine that we were wrong. It wouldn't be as simple as, okay, it's winter, now there's heat. It was, it felt like it was 120 degrees in here. Like the, um, I don't know what the little grill things are called that actually give off the heat radiators. That There we go. Uh, the radiators were like as open as they could be. And it was so bad. Like, it's winter, so you're almost relieved to step into warmth. But the heat would greet you like a karate chop to the throat the moment that you walked in. Like, if there was a drug dealer, uh, an exterminator, anybody who had to come in in the winter would immediately just be like, oh, you could just see them thinking about how they couldn't wait to leave. Like, oh my God, it's sweltering in here. And it took about a year because I would want to peel my clothes off. There, if there is one thing I can't stand, it's being hot. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be talked to. I can't think straight if I'm hot, which is why I know I could never live in Africa and I could never have been a slave because they'd have strung me up hour one. I'm like, there's some uppity Negro over there complaining about the heat. I probably would have ran though, so they'd have, they'd have had to get me on horseback or shoot me in the back or something. Anyway, it was hot as balls if there's ever been a need for that expression. And I think after the first year, I finally um, looked up how to turn off a radiator because the living room and our bedroom were unbearable. Fortunately, our son's room felt totally comfortable for some reason, probably because there's no insulation. The windows suck. I can feel everything, but we'll get there. Um, I finally like turn them off. The problem is when I turn them off, uh, it's like the, the heat pump or whatever is in the basement is working so hard to torture us that it starts shooting piping hot water out in both the living room, which the floor is lopsided. This whole apartment is lopsided, actually. Um, in the living room, that means that there is a river that just kind of runs through the middle of the living room all winter long. Uh, we finally gave up a towel to try to stop the water because it's a non-stop river that just leads under the couch to a, a layer of nasty from all of the mice, roaches, toys, and everything else is pushed under there. It's disgusting. So, there's that when it comes to the heat. And, um, ooh, there was something else. Oh, yes. So, this winter, now bear in mind, the last year was rough anyway. 
This winter, something happened with the heat and it just wouldn't come on. And then, I guess it was the Chinese food restaurant people's uh, duty, let's say, to fill up the, the heat pump or whatever so that the heat would come on. But they don't open at, like, regular business hours. So I feel like they open after noon. So the heat wouldn't come on until 2. And I don't remember if you remember the winter like I do, but there were days when it was like 17 degrees. It was very much below freezing a lot of February and March. And those days I would have to watch our sun shape, snot running all down his face, and we had him dressed up like a little Eskimo. Meanwhile, we've got space heaters and we're huddled in front of them like we're back on the fucking range. It's not how you should be living if you're paying someone 1800 bucks. Now, that is cheap for New York. But if I go through my thread of communication with my landlord, because there is no super for me to complain to, it looks like a lawsuit just waiting to happen. I would send him pictures and videos of our kid shaking in the morning, and I'm like, you've got to do something about this. We can't live like this. Because if you pay, I don't give a fuck, if you pay $900 a month, if you pay for home and shelter, you shouldn't feel like you're outside and homeless. But let's go back a second. Let's stay on the $1,800. So when this whole uh, pandemic began, we were fine, but I still reached out to him because I was like, I don't think I should have to pay rent right now. The world's fucking over. So I asked him, like, well, what are you planning on doing? Because they clearly weren't going to cancel the rent. Fuck you, Andrew Cuomo. But I was like, you got to do something. Otherwise, I'm just not going to pay. So he's like, oh, well, could you guys do half? Sure. So we're doing half. And then I start getting, like, some checks back. Because we just had uh, Chase send out a check automated every month so he would receive it before the first. Well, now checks start coming back. And I'm like, hey, are you receiving our rent payments? And he's like, oh, I got some of them. And I'm like, well, which ones do you have? Because we just got a payment back. And uh, then he like asked me, like, oh, well, which one did you get back? I'm not going to play that game with you. Why are you being weird about, like, first of all, why aren't you cashing checks? Secondly, it's my money. And if you don't want it, I am more than happy to keep it. My money loves to spend the night with me. It hates strangers. So, eventually I get a new, like, address for him. And we resend the check. Like nice people. Um, more checks start to come back. But by September, he was like, hey, could you guys pay the whole thing again. I need to pay the building tax, which he didn't because he's got violations, but okay, it's all right. You know, we agreed to pay 18. We'll pay 18. That's fine. I don't think anybody else in the building is paying rent, and I don't think anybody else in the building has paid rent since the world stopped spinning last March, because every time that I complained about anything, I'm, I, it feels like I'm the only person ever complaining about anything in this building. There is no super, and I find it very hard to believe that no one else has complaints. This building is nothing but a gigantic complaint. If it could walk, we would name it complaint. So, we're paying that money, kids freezing, all that, 
And the entire time, I've just been waiting, waiting to get a job so that we could get the fuck up out. Which takes me to the good news. So, two weeks ago, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through the bad to get to the good because it's been a roller coaster of emotions for me the past couple of weeks. So after I um, accepted the the job offer, we start looking for places, and we find this place, and I think that this is a great example of the customer is always right. I don't I don't know if it's the customer is always right, but like respect the consumer. That's it. Respect my buying power, especially if you don't know who I am. So, we, uh, we go out, and we only went out, I think, two, two times with uh, the real estate agent that we met. Very nice guy. Um, <laughs> I was just going to give him a referral, but I'm not because I didn't really love everything about it. So, here we go. We go out the first day. We see some stuff. We see a place that looks like it could really work. My wife was very excited when she saw it, and it would work for me. So I was like, okay, cool, we are done. I don't think either one of us really wanted to do a lot of looking, and I really wanted to sign a lease before I, I started working uh, on Monday. Um, didn't happen as I wanted, but it was close enough, I guess. So we see that place, and then that was two Sundays ago. The Monday, we start the application, and uh, he was like, and we were trying to haggle. I think they wanted 22 a month, and I was like, will they take 21? And he was like, if you put $2,200 down and do the application, that'll show them that you're serious, and they probably will come to 2100 And I was like, sweet. So we did all that. And then um, we complete the application. We're waiting. The next day, I get a text, and he's like, uh, he basically says that we got approved. And we're like, that's great news. And he says, I'm going to finish up the lease, and I'll get in touch with you. Two days later, he gets back to me with some questions, and he was like, oh, they're giving me a hard time about this. And I'm like, wait a second, I thought we were approved. A hard time. So then I give him a call. Now I'm instantly offended and angry. I'm offended because I, and I know I'm not always right, but in my mind, I'm like, what's the holdup? Is it because I'm black? So I immediately go on the offensive, and I'm like, what do you want, a better offer? Is that what we're waiting for? What are we waiting for? Give me my paperwork. Let me sign my lease. Let me get the fuck up out of here. Let me call our current landlord and tell him we are about to piece the fuck out of this bitch, and he's not going to get another month's rent out of us, because if you remember in the beginning, we paid first month, we paid an $1,800 broker fee, and then we paid $3,600, so that's two months of rent that he had, on top of the fact that we've been paying this entire pandemic. So... I'm very angry that we didn't get the approval done. And I was like, okay, if they're not done by Friday, and this is last Thursday, I think. I was like, if we don't have an approval, then I want to see some places this weekend so that we can move that $2,200 over to a different application and hopefully get this done while I'm starting my new job. I was like, I, I definitely want to find the place and get the application done before I start the new job. 
So they don't. They don't get back right away. And that's cool, man. Like Kevin Samuel says, exercising their options. They were allowed to wait. They were allowed to see if other applicants wanted to apply. Except this isn't three years ago when I was desperate with the credit of a fucking vagabond. <laughs> I was going to say transient. Transient's what I meant to say. It makes me laugh more. Um, I'm not in that same position. Life has changed a little bit. And, yeah, you're not going to treat me like that. So, he told them that we were going to go check stuff out. They were aware. And we did. And the last place that we saw, I remember us walking in. Because we saw some pictures. And, you know, it was getting to be enough. This was like last Saturday, I think. And um, we're looking between two places where to go last. One of them I already kind of liked, uh, but then I see the picture for the other place, I was like, that place looks perfect. I like really modern um, looking apartments with like the nice um, cabinet tops and I like new tech. Uh, we definitely knew that we needed to have a buzzer. I mean, that's not a question. Um, laundry in the building is cool. Would have been nice in the unit, but then we're getting into 3,000 plus rent prices. It's New York. Um, so I could tell right off the bat, it was a little bit more my speed. We walk in. First of all, there wasn't a, a physical key, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I look in, and it looked like it was calling out to me, you know, when the angels, ah, and then I turned to my left a little bit, and the refrigerator has LCD screen and all that shit on it. And I think my jaw dropped um, because the realtor instantly knew I was in love. And I had been so mad about the first place that in my mind, I kept like having this conversation where I'm getting to tell off the other landlords who were just sitting on our application that we thought was gonna be approved. It really wasn't approved. They didn't say it was approved. He showed my wife his thread with the other landlords. Um, brokers and they never said that we were approved that was on him he jumped the gun a little bit uh i forgive him for that mm, there was some other stuff that i didn't really love but we're not going to get into that right this second um so yeah my jaw dropped and now i had finally formed an emotional connection i loved it we walked out he was like so do you want to move the money over to this place and i was like yes i do so because it's the weekend you know nobody's gonna look at your rental application so had to wait till Monday Monday they come back with a couple of questions and here's something that's weird everybody wanted to talk to our current landlord and we were like um can can you approve us and then we talk to him like we can show you proof of payments which we ended up having to do I had to show them a year's worth of payments so it just showed like yes we've been paying no we're not one of the people who fucked our landlord last year but I thought it was very strange it's like when you're applying to a job, they ask you if it's okay to contact your current job because, like, don't blow up my fucking spot, man. Like, why do I want to let him know that we're trying to leave? I'll let him know once we know where we're going. Because That's like quitting a job and you don't have a job. Don't do that shit. Anyway. Um, they finally come back after everything. And uh, he tells us that we got approved for both places on the same day. And he was like, 
did you still want to go to the second place? And I was like, yeah, you know I do. And I wish that I could have gotten to be a part of the communication. When he got to tell the first place that my wife would love to have been done with and I would love to have made the thing, the whole process a little bit quicker, but they snoozed and they lost. And I'm really glad that it did work out that way because I am in love with our new apartment. We are all signed, we have our move-in date, we are getting the fuck up out, and for once I won't be ashamed when company comes over, even though I still don't want company to come over. Um, <laughs> I'm so antisocial. But yeah, that is the story of our first apartment, and I can't wait to play this for my son one day when he thinks that we've been doing all right his entire life and be like, oh no, 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 those first three years, dude, it was nasty.